My walk with him began in uncertainty. I wasn't like John, James, Peter, or even Andrew, who knew he was the Messiah, who knew he was the Lord, the very Son of God. My walk with him began with him raising a baby from the dead. And even then I doubted that it was even possible. I remember watching Jesus go into the house, remove everybody. And a few moments later, walking out carrying the child, saying, give her something to eat. My eyes could not believe what I saw. And then the remarkable thing happened. That same day we were sitting by the fire, he was eating and drinking like a normal human being. And he looked over at me and said, come and follow me. I was a successful winemaker, vineyards. I had money, success. And yet, he asked me to follow him. My answer to him, you want me to give up my work and everything I know to follow you? He said, yes. Those who have not forsaken mother, father, brother, sister, wife, children, are not worthy to even follow me. His words pierced my heart. And so we began to walk from Samaria, throughout all of Galilee and Judea, meeting thousands of people, witnessing the woman who was bleeding internally, being healed. The man who was demon-possessed, being delivered, blind eyes, seeing lame, walking, and lepers being cleansed, hearing the dynamic words, the Beatitudes, sitting at the very feet of Jesus, sleeping less than two feet away in fields laughing, joking, watching him go away to pray, even seeing even more miraculous things, walking on water, turning water into wine. In fact, that was one of my favorites. But I remember that one day when things began to change, when he assembled all those that had followed him and he called out the names of Andrew and Peter and John and James and Bartholomew and Matthew 
all the names, Judas, the zealot, and Iscariot. Then he looked at me, smiled, and said, Thomas, Thomas, yes, you, I want you too, Thomas. My heart was overwhelmed as we gathered around him and he laid hands on us and empowered us to be his apostles, the first to spread his word and his message, to carry the power and the glory of God. We too went out and preached the word, preached the kingdom, healed the sick, raised the dead, casted out devils, all in his name. What an incredible day that was to be called an apostle. Shortly after that, we gathered again together by the fire. There was always something about that fire. And we noticed something different about our master. He was a little heavy hearted. He opened his mouth and said, the time has come for the son of man to be lifted up. I always looked around, son of man, what is that? Who, who's the son of man? Till I watched him point to himself. He said he would be betrayed, be mocked, be beaten, sentenced to death. Then he paused and said, but three days later, I will rise again. We looked around like, no, he, he can't go. He, we're just getting started. Peter, being who he is, went to him and said, we won't let this happen. Jesus rebuked him, called him Satan even. It was then we knew we didn't have long left. One day we were out in the fields. A man came riding to us to tell us that Lazarus, the dear friend of Jesus, was ill, even near dying. Jesus did not move, did not flinch. He said, go and tell them I'll be there. We waited two days, two whole days. Then he comes to us and says, let us go to Judea. By that time, it was already too dangerous. The rabbis and the scribes and the priests and officials, they wanted to kill him. In fact, the last time we were there, they tried to stone him to death. So we asked him, Rabbi, which means teacher, the Jews were just seeking to stone you and you want to go back. He said something that I think we'll never forget. He said, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, 
he stumbles because the light is not in him. After he said that, he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. We were all like, well, if he sleep, he will recover, right? Jesus then he shook his head said no Lazarus is dead and for your sake I'm glad I was not there so that we might believe but let us go to him and I spoke up and I said let us also go that we may die with him as we approached Bethany the scene was so heartbreaking and heart-wrenching Lazarus was known as a very wealthy man, an important man in the city. He had two sisters, Martha and Mary. We would often go and see them, often eat there. When we were passing through, we would stop at Bethany. While we were walking towards the house, Jesus was approached by Martha, who ran up to him and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. After that, we continued walking. And Mary, she came quickly, repeated the same words, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. But this time, Jesus had no words. In fact, he began to weep. This probably was the first time we've ever seen him weep. He was deeply moved and greatly troubled. Jesus says, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. And he began to weep even more. The people around in the crowds, we heard them whispering as we were walking, see how he loved him. And some also said, could he not who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying. Our master was different as he approached 
Lazarus's tomb. It was a cave-like tomb, something that the rich and the wealthy were able to afford. It was carved and it had a, a stone laid against it. Jesus said, take the stone away. Martha spoke up and said, Lord, by this time there will be an odor for he has been dead for four days. Jesus replied, did I not tell you that if you believe you would see the glory of God? So the men around began to move the stones away and Jesus lifted up his eyes and began to pray. He said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I say this on the account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. After he prayed, there was a pause and he looked out into the cave, raised his hands to heaven and he said, Lazarus, come out at first. There was a stillness. Many thought it was a cruel joke. I had no idea what was going on. But all of a sudden, in the darkness of the cave, came a figure shuffling and rustling in grave clothes into the light. And there stood the man Lazarus. And Jesus said, unbind him and let him go. And we all marveled. We were all astonished. After that, me and my brothers were sitting around talking because we knew that the word of this miracle would travel to Jerusalem. And because Passover was near, we knew it would be too dangerous to go and that Jesus would be in danger. But in pure Jesus fashion, he did not care. A few days later, we are walking into Jerusalem with Jesus on the donkey. Crowds are hailing him, Messiah, Messiah, Hosanna, Hosanna. Glory to God in the highest, to the son of David. Palm trees laid out on the floor, coats. He was riding even on our own garments. They treated him like a king. He went to the temple and he taught. He healed. He spoke. Thursday night we gathered in a home in the upper room of that home where Jesus took bread and broke it and said this is my body. Do this in remembrance of me. And he gave it to us and we ate it. He took the cup, lifted it up to heaven and said, this is my blood, which is poured out for the remissions of sins. The sign of the new covenant, drink ye all of it. And we drank it all. Then he said, one of you are gonna betray me. We all looked around, had no idea who it would be. And suddenly Judas stood and said, not I. Jesus said, whatever you do, go and do it quickly. We had no idea Judas was going to 
go and betray Jesus. We thought he was going to go buy more things that we would need for the next day. Then Jesus stood and said, let's go. So we went to a garden. He always loved going into the gardens. He took James, John, and Peter, and they went into the deeper parts of the garden while we sat around by the fire. I was not close enough to hear what he said, but James and John and Peter said that he prayed and he was deeply troubled and sorrowful, even to the point that blood began to pour out of his pores. Not too long after that, here comes Judas with the priests and the guards. Jesus is betrayed, handed over to unbelievers. He is beaten so badly to the point of death. He's put on trial, he's mocked. They pulled his beard out of his face and then Pilate gave the order for him to be crucified. The city was in an uproar as he carried his cross down the Via Della Rosa all the way up to Golgotha's hill. They nailed his hands and feet to a cross and he hung there in agony for hours. From the distance, seeing the clouds get dark, seeing the sky blackened in the middle of the day, and then all of a sudden, the earth began to shake. The wind rustled in thunder and lightning. And it was at that moment that we knew Jesus was dead. They took him off the cross. He was buried in a borrowed tomb by an admirer of his, Joseph of Arimathea. He laid there for three days as we waited in the upper room in despair and sorrow. Then on that third day, there was another earthquake. Mary and a few other women went to the tomb to anoint the body. And there they saw that Jesus wasn't there. He has risen from the dead. Peter and John ran to the tomb to witness where he was and he was not there. They said the linen cloths were folded up in its place and they came and returned. And in the evening of that day, I had not returned back to my brothers. I was out of the city conducting business as usual. And it was in that moment that Jesus appeared to them in the room. He said, peace be with you. And showed his hands and feet in his side. The disciples were glad. And he said again, peace be with you as the father has sent me. Even so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them, received the Holy Spirit and gave them some instructions. He said, if you 
forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. I return shortly after that to find my brothers in amazement and astonishment saying to me, we have seen the Lord. We've seen Jesus clouded in my mind with uncertainty of grief. I spoke as I see in his hands the mark of the nails, place my finger on the mark and place my hand on his side. I will never believe. Eight days later, we were all gathered. The doors were locked, windows were shut. Then stood Jesus and he said, peace be with you. I looked frozen at the sight of my friend, my master, my teacher, my Lord. He came to me and said, put your finger here, reached out his hand. He said, see my hands and put your hand and place it in my side. He opened his cloak and he said, do not disbelieve, but believe. And I answered him and said, my Lord and my God, falling to my knees. Jesus said to me, you have believed because you have seen me. But blessed are those who have not seen me and yet have believed. This is my testimony. This is my story. My uncertainty was for your faith. Many believe me to be doubting Thomas. I don't believe I doubted. I was just being who I am. I needed to see him. So I spoke and he came. Easter came twice in the Bible. Once for the world and for the other disciples. And the second time for me, he came that I might believe. And there may be someone watching who is struggling in their faith, struggling to believe that he is who he said he is, that he would provide what he said he would provide, that he would do what he said he would do, that he would heal. Listen to this testimony. He is the savior of the world. He is the light of the world. My brother John spoke and wrote this. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. He was the light of the world that shined in the darkness and the darkness has not overcame him. In him all things were made and without him nothing was made. He was there in the beginning when God spoke, let there be light. He was there when Adam breathed his first breath and when he fell into sin 
He spoke to Abraham, promising him to be the father of many nations. He asked Sarah, why did she laugh at the announcement of Isaac? He was Jacob's ladder and the voice heard in the bush with Moses. He was in the bloodline of David, spoken of by the prophets in the world waiting for him. When he appeared, the world did not recognize him. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. But to all who received him and believed, he gave them the power to become the children of God. He was my friend, my Lord. He was full of grace and truth. And today, he's come for you. This is the Easter encore. He has risen from the dead. He is Lord. And he's come to save you.